Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. Daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith. Well, build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of the, oh, I was going to say the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, but this is the Christian Entrepreneur Show. And this is hosted, of course, on our platform, the Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast Network. I am your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. My guest today says, never bet against the home team. Instead, focus your energy fighting for your home team's success. So, so true. Joining me on today's show is Beth Walker. Beth is a content manager for an inbound marketing agency. And Beth works remotely from Illinois with her husband and their two sons. It's amazing. She also runs a blog called Lessons from the Sidelines. And she's a contributing writer for Friday Night Wives and the devotional blog, The Glorious Table. Now on today's show, she is going to share how she's passionate about encouraging other women to find their own voice by identifying their strengths, their strengths, their spiritual gifts and their talents and passions. Also, as a remote worker, she has had to learn how to balance work and life. So I'm sure she's got some great lessons and insights to share. Also, her husband has what would be considered a high profile job. And she's had to learn how to balance her role and the unexpected or unwritten expectations as a coach's wife pursuing her passions and calling. So she'll be sharing that and so much more on today's show. Welcome, Beth. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. I love how you are bringing your message and, and how often we live through circumstances and situations and become so passionate about sharing the insights that we've learned for other people and in your case, other women as well. So the work that you're doing now and the message that you're sharing, I'd imagine that that has come about through all of your journey, your personal journey and experiences, yes? Yes. Absolutely. My husband and I are entering our 20th year of um, him coaching this season, either dating or married. Um, We just uh, celebrated 17 years of marriage and um, every season has been different. It's been exciting, um, but like every um, team has its own personality and there's a lot of staff um, dynamics to manage as well. Mm -hmm. And What's been interesting to me is to see how many things overlap with my um, life that also apply with content marketing. Yes. And so um, it's just been a, it's been a fun journey. Yeah. You know what I think is, is incredible and, and amazing is that how many husband and wife teams, and they are, they're a collaboration, whereas we said in the introduction, and, and what your life is, is your husband's got a high profile job, 
probably requires a lot of travel, a lot, lot of different things, as you said, changes and, and things that you need to adapt. And how, as women, we are there in the sidelines. And one of the things I say, what's, what's, uh, what, what will you, will you often find behind a great man and even greater woman? Which is so, so true, often, isn't it? And yet, yes. what you've been able to do is not lose yourself in that. You've actually been able to discover your own voice and mould it, shape it, so that one doesn't inhibit the other, but rather both rises up and supports that. And I think to get to that. A lot of lessons that you're going to be sharing today. So, give give a couple of insights, if you would, on the things that you've learned, and then we'll dive in, obviously, about helping women to understand what that voice is, because so often we can lose ourselves when we are there supporting our, our husbands. Um, what were some of the greatest lessons you've learned along these many years? I think that you really hit the nail on the head. Um, that it is a balance to try not to. Lose your voice when um, you are um, trying to support your husband. And one of the things I had to learn very quickly was that I was never going to please everyone. Mm -hmm. And so um, there needed to come a time where the decision needed to be made. Who am I going to um, direct my decisions towards? Who am I going to focus my energy on? Is it going to be uh, my husband and, and my home, or is it going to be, um, uh, you know, the the president of the university or the athletic director or the parents of the players or the players themselves? And um, when those things aligned, it was really easy to please everyone. Yes. But when there was conflict and I had to make the decision, you would think that it would be really easy to just say, oh, I'm going to please my husband. Mm -hmm. But when there's those subtle pressures, those subtle conversations of, um, or even just the, the, um, <clears throat> the perceived expectation um, that guilt would start to weigh in. Mm -hmm. And um, what I found was that I was so busy pleasing everyone else that I forgot that my voice mattered as well. Yes. And it took a lot of years to figure out, number one, that I did have a voice, mm -hmm. um, and number two, what I was going to do with that. Yes, I love that. You know, sometimes what can happen is we don't realize that we need reminding. We do realize, but we, re we need reminding that there are different seasons in our lives. And sometimes one season will require us to get fully behind one um, one aspect or a number of different different aspects and that the season where you're able to then identify your voice and allow that to come through is a little bit down the track. And I think often if we look at um, everything in, in its entirety and don't allow us to, to, to say, you know what, in this season of life, I'm going to give 110% to this. And through that, I'm sure that there's been experiences and learnings that have now taken your voice to an even deeper expression, if you will, because the lessons, I'm, I'm a firm believer, the lessons and situations that we go through just allow us to speak deeper and more with more confidence, I think, and, and be that light to other people who might be experiencing that. Would you say that's true through everything that you've been through? Oh, absolutely. And I think um, the there's another balance to it as well. Um, with um, American football, you travel a lot. Co college coaches are, you know, they're, they can move three times in a year depending wow. on what's going on. And one thing that could be hard is to not take the previous college's experience into the new campus. Yes. 
And so learning to embrace every new situation for itself, but also uh, taking those lessons along and learning from them is a hard balance to, um, to carry with you. But I think it actually shapes you into a better person in the long run because Mm -hmm. more people you interact with more um, parts of the country that we've lived in, we've had to learn new cultures and Mm -hmm. and new ways of doing things. And so um, it's opened our, um, our view up more, but it's also allowed us to figure out who we really are without being boxed into Mm -hmm. um, a certain community and what their expectations might be or what their traditions might be. Yes. Um, And so for us, uh, when my, when our kids were little, I was, I really wanted to stay home and we lived in this tiny little community um, of, of farmers. And so I learned a lot about corn and soybeans and, mm-hmm. and just, you know, chatted with the community members. And um, now that our kids are older, um, I am able to have a career. But the one thing that I've had to do is I figured I've had to figure out how to do that and to still be present mm-hmm. because um, there are times when um, the decision needs to be made. Are you going to let someone else be the one who's greeting your kids off mm-hmm. the bus or or taking them to their after-school activities because you know that your spouse isn't going to be able to do it, mm-hmm. or are you going to figure out how to balance everything? And for mm-hmm. me, I've been able to do that uh, by combining uh, working remotely and also freelance writing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but within that, freelance writing um, for me has become an expression of encouragement for other women as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I live by the motto learn from my mistakes so you don't have to repeat them yourself. And um, there's a little bit of transparency with that, but I think it's important. Yeah, I love that. So the the lesson, the greatest lesson that I'm hearing from you, definitely around balance, so very important. Mm -hmm. And also the perception of things or, or being open to new learnings because you know some someone could be listening today and thinking oh if I had to go and change three different environments three different places that would be so hard but if we change that and I'm sure you got to the stage too and I wonder what different culture there is to be learned I wonder what this new experience how we view something um, really is going to impact the outcome and how we feel around that and something you said and I want to dive into this a little bit more about helping now people this is what you say you're passionate about encouraging women to find their own voice by identifying their strengths spiritual gifts talents and passions Mm -hmm. did you always realize that this was something that you were quite passionate about or was it something that you discovered through the years and that you gravitated through sharing your personal message and hoping that transparency was insights and then empowering to other women who are reading your content how did that play out for you Um, I'm kind of, uh, I fall into that classification of people that loves quizzes. Anything Uh, about my personality is always intriguing. mm -hmm. And, um, one of the things that has, uh, come up through different jobs that I've had is having to take different career tests. You know, you take the strengths finder or you take the Myers-Briggs or, um, a spiritual gifts test, Mm -hmm. um, different things along the way that shape your personality. And what I found myself doing through the years is trying to be what the test told me I was. And um, that doesn't always work because they're tests and they don't always have it right. Uh, But when I explored the Enneagram, 
um, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Enneagram at all, but it's, um, it's just been one of those other personality tests. Yeah. But one of the things that it does is it points out uh, when you're living in a space that's healthy um, and when you're living in a space that's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And for me, the road to finding my voice began with uh, realizing that I was living in an unhealthy space. Mm-hmm. I wasn't uh, living within my strengths. I wasn't living within my um, gifts, but I was trying and striving to live within my passion. Mm-hmm. And um, I couldn't do that well because I wasn't doing things the way I was created to do them. Yes. And so accepting that I was unhealthy, um, to use Enneagram terminology, mm-hmm. and then um, really kind of doing some self-exploration and figuring out um, what I've determined, and this is my own theory, there's nothing to back this up, Mm -hmm. but I believe that when we take the time to layer all of those tests on top of each other, the Enneagram, the spiritual gifts test, the love languages test, Mm -hmm. all of those things, there will be be certain um, specific things that pop out Mm -hmm. that are consistent throughout all of them. And when we take those and we say, okay, this is my leaning, this is my natural bend to doing things, Mm -hmm. and then we apply those to what we're most passionate about, that's the journey to beginning to find our voice. It's it's worked for me, Mm -hmm. it's worked for other women that I've I've, um, encouraged down this path, and I think that the reason it works is because we're all created for something differently. Even if we have the exact same test results on any of those personality tests, we're not going to apply them the same way when it comes to our passions and our strengths. Yeah, so, so true. And and from as a uh, former career coach, absolutely, it's so true. I mean, we all have different values, core values that motivate us, that fulfill us. And one of the things that I will often say to people back then as well, that if you're in an environment where you need to over-adapt and constantly over adapt you're going to wear yourself out if you're not feeding back into what's nurturing you and what's recouping you and then secondly in the tasks and the the environment and just the things that you do if that's not um, uplifting and finding fulfillment in that that's going to wear us down too and you know sometimes what happens in a career change and this is going to be beneficial because it adds to what you're saying Often we may see that what we're doing is not necessarily where we want to be or really tapping into our gifts, talents, all of that um, strengths. So we might volunteer or we might do something just outside of the scope of what we're doing that does feed our soul. You know, sometimes it'd be voluntary, sometimes it can be writing, whatever that is for us. We start to integrate that during our day or our week. Um, Then that allows us to have that creativity or whatever it is that does continue to, to feed us and give us that fulfillment. Because otherwise, as you said, you will probably find that you would just be burnt out and really not having any real meaning in your life, even though you were contributing to certain areas. For you personally, I'm sure it didn't really feel like you were feeding your soul. And of course, now you do, and that was in, in your writing. What were some of the steps that you then took once you started to identify some of these key things, I mean, self-awareness and all of those assessments, I love them as well. I'm, I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to all of that. I've done, I had to do every assessment because I was certified in it. So I experienced them. Valuable. Because you can make better choices and different decisions and 
you know yeah. okay this this area i don't need to work at it because it's just something that i need to do like figures you know bookkeeping may not necessarily be something that really uh, unless of course you love doing bookkeeping there's nothing wrong with that but you know for you it's writing but what did you do once you started to recognize that did you do that slowly was there a transition how did that again how did that uh, look like for you to integrate some of that thing that really fulfilled you and gave you meaning so the first thing I had to do is I had to take a hard look at what I was doing. And um, the reality is that I was doing a lot of things that needed to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, I was helping um, with administrative stuff uh, for the football team. I was uh, leading a, a Bible study on, on um, the college campus that mm-hmm. we were, uh, for the women. Um, I was mentoring a couple of the football players' girlfriends. and. You know, just kind of doing all this stuff, and it seemed like anytime someone um, needed something done, oh, they'll, you, you know, I would up. say yes, yeah, mm-hmm. and and that comes along with um, with those expectations, yeah. you know, that uh, desire for um, to be uh, supported in a community and to support that community as well, and so there was a little bit of um, needing to. Uh, shed some things and to really restructure things. Um, I, my kids were in elementary school at the time and I adore um, women who are dedicated to supporting teachers and Mm. through the parent teachers association. But I had to just admit that I did not like it. It was not fun. I did not enjoy it. And so creating space for things that I wanted to do mm-hmm. meant taking a lot of things off my calendar. And when it really came down to it, I had to take two to three things off my calendar for every one thing I wanted to add space for wow. because those things needed more time and attention. Mm-hmm. And that was surprising to me. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I thought I could just add a couple things and be fine. Yeah. Isn't it interesting? And, and so there's a couple of things that I'd love to dive into a little bit deeper because a lot of the women who might be listening today or watching later on <laughs> the recording are thinking, oh, you mean I actually have to have a conversation and um, say, no, I, oh, I can't help you here moving forward. But it's interesting that often the tasks and functions that we are saying yes to and involved in that aren't tapping into our strengths, our gifts, our what we love to do, drain us far quicker than the the you know the things that do lift us up and i'm sure you noticed significantly how you felt just by not um having to put a lot of your time and 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 attention and energy into those experiences that weren't really fulfilling you did can you recall the difference in how you were how was that for you um it was a it was a transition there were times where I felt guilty because I wasn't running around um, crazy uh, and I had to um, continually remind myself that it was okay to say no mm-hmm. but um, what I ended up doing is creating a block calendar for myself um, and I just did it in a Google uh, Google spreadsheet mm-hmm. where and I blocked off my days from 6 a.m. to 9 or 10 p.m. and just blocked off the things that I wanted to be doing um, and the things that I should be focusing my time and energy on. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I started to feel um, panicked that, you know, I wasn't doing enough because Mm -hmm. I had been functioning in this pace of constant movement and always doing, I could look to my block calendar and say, 
okay, there is something you should be doing. You should be writing right now yeah. and, um, or you should be doing research or, um, you know, something to that degree. And so it took a while to give myself permission to actually pursue my passion. Mm. And um, I think it's because I put them on hold for as long as I did. Yes. I don't know that everyone would feel um, that tension, but yeah. for me, it was a good, 12 years and so it took a long time to get back into it you know you said I don't know whether other people would relate I think we can all relate the amount of time that that transition takes is going to be different for all of us but I want you to to speak into how did you have those conversations Um, so we'll answer that first uh, get you to answer that first and then secondly um, let's talk around some of this guilt because I know that Often it's that guilt and shame, whatever, that those two ne- very negative emotions that we can carry around with us that can completely drain us of, of our energy and not really allow us to step fully into who we are and, and what it is that really feeds our soul. Because when we are fulfilled, we as women can then support others so much better because we do feel energized. Um, so speak into, if you would, how did you go about having that conversation? Because that can be really hard too. Yeah, um, I started by uh, making sure that what I was going to be taking off my plate was something that I uh, felt strongly about, Mm -hmm. um, that I was moving in a new direction. So once I had the confidence that I was making the right decision, which really didn't take long. I mean, that list of things that were making me miserable <laughs> came pretty quick. Um, you know, I then talked to my husband and, um, and really it was a very quick affirmation. I, I, you know, when, when someone uh, notices that you are miserable, they, you know, they may not tell you, but when you admit it, they'll, they'll let you know that uh, they well, agree. Well, now that you so. say that and it's like, well, why didn't you approach me earlier? And it's like, I didn't want to <laughs> even go near that. Exactly, exactly. And so then um, once I had, once I knew that I had someone on my team, um, which I think is really important is to always have that person on your team, whether that's a, a mentor or a girlfriend or your, or your spouse, mm. but then it was um, a systematic approach to having conversations first with my ministry partner mm. and then with the girls on the ministry team. Um, and it was important to me that I have conversations in person Mm. um and so i i kind of was able to plan those out and to do those in a way um that i think was good for everyone um and i made sure to leave time for them to ask whatever questions they wanted and i also made sure to um create space for future conversations Mm. if they were needed. And so for me, um, I needed to make sure that I was firm in, I'm not going to change my mind. Mm. And some things with the PTA and whatnot, that wasn't a big deal. Mm. But when it comes to ministry things, those things are a little bit more sensitive. Mm -hmm. And so there was just um, there, but there also needed to be space for other people to clarify Mm. and so I'm not being impatient with that but also just repeating the same consistent message um it really it honestly it wasn't as bad as I had made it out to be in my head Mm. yeah people can be very understanding 
when you do approach them and, and you know, things that I used to, to learn because I would struggle with this too is, look, this is such an important project and it's been really incredible being part of this. Moving forward, maybe give a time date from this time, just letting you know, giving you notice that I'm not, not no longer going to be able to support you as I have been. Um, and, you know, this is going to open up an opportunity for other people who feel, yeah, that they really want to contribute, you know, an opportunity, mm -hmm. you know. And, and I'm sure he said, look, I'll be happy to help find someone and, and onboard them, train them, show them what, what I've been doing. And I, you know, just will certainly continue to pray for this ministry as you move mm -hmm. forward. It can be something just as simple as that, but empowering. It's a win-win because it is and um, you know working alongside them and keeping that open line of communication I think is is, uh, is is so important so share with us a little bit what would you say to someone who is listening and watching today that is carrying around a whole lot of guilt because he or she has had a conversation similar to what we've just kind of modeled what are some of the insights you've learned and that you would love to impart today around that guilt I think that the most important thing for me was to remember that um, my decisions were based in prayer and that sometimes God asks us to do things that don't make sense. Mm -hmm. And um, because I was confident that the things that I was doing were creating space for who to, to live out my calling, live out my passions in, in who he created me to be, it was the thing that I could continue to come back to. Mm. And so whether that was saying it to someone else or it was saying it to myself, <laughs> um, I didn't need to have all the answers right then. And I still mm. don't have all the answers now, but I'm a lot further down the road. Mm -hmm. And what's great is to be able to say, to be able to even do a timeline. Well, if I hadn't said no here, then I wouldn't have had space to say yes here. Yes. And if I hadn't said this yes, then this yes wouldn't have happened. And and so being able just in a, a good, you know, three years to be mm -hmm. able to go back and to track that, um, I think that uh, it's been very cool to see how quickly the Lord moved in some things mm -hmm. uh, because I was finally allowing the, the time and the opportunities to um, be there. And then there's other spaces where um, I'm still growing and learning and matching things. Yeah. Um, and that's just a part of life, I think, is embracing the fact that we we'll just may not always know everything. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. It's a, and I think it's certainly going to be an empowering message for people who are who are going through that process. Um, and and I'm sure you feel that in yourself. You feel far more fulfilled, far more um, that that you've got fuel in your tank, so to speak, using that metaphor. And I'm sure your husband's probably noticed a significant difference and maybe even your children too. Have they given you feedback since you have started to put these boundaries in place and, and holding firm on those boundaries and allowing yourself to do more things that really feeds you? Have you have they noticed the difference? They have. Um, you know, it was interesting. One of the things that happened in the middle of all of this is that we moved again. Yeah. Uh, and so... Uh, but I think that that was actually part of it was being able to say to release things and to prepare other people mm -hmm. so that when we did move, um, those things were already in place. And yes. so um, this last uh, move uh, about about a year and a half um, has been a lot of new again, a lot of mm -hmm. learning new things. Um, but because of all the things that I'm doing remotely, um, it's allowed us to 
um, to serve this new community in a different way than we've been able to do previously yes. any other place we've been. Yes. And so even in, in um, being able to say yes to things and not even realizing all of what the yes would entail mm -hmm. um, has been cool to see. And our kids are older now. They're in middle school and um, they're a little bit more interested in what I'm doing, but for the most part, um, mm -hmm you know, they're, they're not reading my blog content. They know that sometimes I'll take a picture that, that, um, you know, is going to end up the somewhere. Blog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I do try to protect them and mm. not share too much in that. But, um, for us, football is a family ministry and that's mm. just a part of, of what we do. And so right now they're, um, on, they're on the sidelines, they're filming and, and, um, they're going to be serving water to the team and, and that type of thing. And I'll be taking pictures on, um, during games. And mm -hmm. so, um, for them, it's all just kind of the same thing. It's just that I'm doing different things. Yeah. What's been very cool with my husband is that as soon as I started to say, Hey, the store is opening, um, even with a busy job and even with a lot on his plate, um, his response was, let's do it. How can mm -hmm. I support you? Fabulous. And I think that that's part of being a team. But I also know that um, because I'm doing the same for him, that it was an easy yes, yes. Um, because that's what teammates do for each other. Yeah, exactly. And that goes yeah. full circle back to uh, what we said and what you, in the intro, what I said, uh, you know, never bet, bet against the home team. If you've right. got each other's back and you have those open communications and you realize that there is give and take and there's different seasons, and once you realize that, then everybody, it's a win-win-win situation, isn't it? And especially we know when we partner and, and we lean in and, and we keep it everything that we do in, in prayer, then um, everybody can benefit for sure. So let's share with everyone, Beth, if you can. What's the best way for people to connect with you? What's the best way for them to start reading some of these lessons that you're sharing from the sidelines? So uh, my blog is lessonsfromthesidelines.com um, and I post a couple times a week and then I'm a contributing writer for Friday Night Wives, which is an all sports blog. Uh, they support coaches across all athletics um, and uh, so those are the places where you can find me most. I'm a monthly contributor for mm -hmm. the Glorious Table, and uh, that's a women's devotional blog. Um, and all of those spaces are uh, are available. I'm on Instagram, um, which is my probably my favorite uh, social media platform. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, B W dot A L K E R. Um, Beth Walker is a pretty common name, so you do what you can with that. But um, those are the spaces I'm most easily found. Fantastic. We'll put all of those links on our show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash TCE201. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing that. I think it's such an important important insights and lessons that you shared today. So definitely sharing those lessons that you've learned from the sidelines and through your life as well. One of the things I'm sure you know, Beth, that I do for all of my guests is just to finish the show with a word of prayer. May I do that for you today? Yes. yes okay, please. let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity that we could uh, hear from Beth today and how she was being able to share some real key insights, Lord, from the sidelines, from things that she's learned. And um, really, we just pray, Lord, that people who are hearing and watching today, if they're going through a similar experience, that they too will be moved and know some of the steps to take 
and certainly how they can find their voice and have the courage to be able to speak that and have conversations with those around them that uh, they need support from. Father, we just want to uphold the ministry, the family ministry, that Beth and her husband and, of course, her children as they continue to um, share their lessons but continue to together, united, and, of course, leaning into you, bringing the word out there in their ministry. We ask for your continued blessings and favour on them as they continue to do that. And we ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so Thank much, you. Beth. It's such an important message. Thank you for having the courage to be able to step up and the, you know being able to be transparent. I think there are so many messages out there which share the you know the highlights. We hear that all the time. The highlight reel, uh, reels of pe of people. But I think it's the lessons learned along the way. It's the heartaches. It's the stumbles that we realise. Oh, you know what? It's not. I'm not the only one that's struggling. And the you know the beautiful thing is there's a way through. And you're sharing that for them and being that hope and possibility in the lives of many other women who um, can now have the courage to find their voice and to allow them to express it. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.